1: Great to have your company for Dwayne, World Head back to your calls and your texts very shortly. Give you a little bit more time to make your point very shortly. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 at Open Line. Brought to us by Werribee here. one 736 736 One of the toughest jobs in Australian sport is trying to create a, and start and get a great environment and a great work, work ethic at a new franchise. Simon Mitchell has been part of what's been a brilliant build at the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix as coach, as the mentor for and a leader for the whole organisation, not just the player group. And he's decided to depart as coach at the end of, or now that this NBL season is over. It's always been great to us on this program. And it's great to have you back on, Simon. Really appreciate your time. Congratulations on what you've been able to do at the Phoenix. They've become a big uh, contender every season and uh, we've admired your work over time. So congratulations on what you've done.
0: I appreciate that, Blaine. Um, Yeah, sitting back on the couch with the feet in the air right
1: now, mate, it's feeling pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you cooked i understand is that the way it uh, unfolded yeah yeah i think it's um
0: i went through in the press conference it probably goes stems back to last off season um you know I had to replace my assistant coaches and uh it just there was a, a real tight squeeze of getting everything in getting the team together um we had a lot of injuries in preseason. We weren't able to get the, you know, the majority of our team on the floor throughout the preseason, um, and then going into the season, missing you know, a number of blokes as well. And I guess the frustrations sort of um, started to rear their head um, in just how it was going. Like we'd always kind of set year four as being the year we'd really put in the salt on the on the uh, you know as being a contender. Um, we really thought that was the year that for it all to come together. And um, I think just the frustrations of of you know some of the hurdles that we we faced to start to creep in and had me thinking you know other, alternatives to coaching and um and once by you know by the end of the season uh, you know I think uh once you start having those thoughts um it's probably time to hand over the reins and let with someone with some fresh ideas and some some renewed energy and and, and freshen up the place and hopefully next year that the club can uh you know pull itself back together and and um put the put the roster on the floor that can uh, can, can contend again
1: so sometimes people need only a few weeks of refresher outside of the game to clear their mind and be ready to go again. What do you see yourself doing next yeah, good question I'm, <laughs> i have
0: kind of found myself staring at the walls today <laughs> thinking, "Okay, what do I do now with this time <laughs> but uh I'm just not used to it like I haven't really had any break for for you know probably seven years now um and uh it's it it's um it's going to be a weird experience having been able to sleep in, um, having a good night's sleep at all. And, and uh, yeah, but, um uh, you know, even just today, um, first day with the, the feed up, I'm kind of staring at the wall thinking, okay, well, I should probably find myself something to do. <laughs> get, get busy on something. So I think for me, just the way I'm kind of wired, it'll be, um, a, a really short, quick, um, break where I'll do absolutely nothing. Um, and then uh, I've got a few personal things that I want to do to take care of uh, in, in this time, and um, and then I'll start uh, thinking about what, what what's the next
1: chapter. So in or out of basketball, both options are open.
0: Look, mate, it's uh, for me. I think it'll be basketball. Um, I, I just it's where my passion lays, and um, you know what what machinations. Um, Forthcoming and what what what, that it goes towards in in basketball. Like I have genuine interest in so many different levels of basketball and aspects of the sport, and and I've had you know careers in so many aspects of the sport that um, that I just feel like whatever sort of uh, I guess grabs my attention and 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 sort of feels like a great opportunity or something that I can grow and and uh, you know when that presents itself, I'll I'll jump on it.
1: Uh, Um, no a lot of meetings are private and you're not going to tell me you know, too much detail what was said to Tommy Greer when you departed, but I'm curious to know what advice you probably gave Tommy as to what could be better at South East Melbourne because you were so close and yet so far.
0: Yeah, look, I don't know if there's a, a, there's a whole lot that, um, that transpired there. It was, it was one of those things where we, we sat down at the end of the year and we have our player exit meetings and, and then after that we go through the staff and I sat down with Tommy um, for, for our exit meetings. <laughs> and, and, yes. and to be honest, it, it went about 30 seconds and, and it just said, mate, it's time for a change. And he's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> um, obviously, I, I, in my mind, was fairly firm um, on where I was at. Um, Tommy uh, was, you know, aware of my feelings um, across the board um, and throughout and the frustrations that I had and it came as no shock and so from his perspective um, he knew what was where I was at and and what was coming and um, you know it's time for the club to, to get shifting into you know what's next and the sooner the better um, obviously Tommy's going to need the help he's going to need a coach in place so then he can hit free agency and um, be competitive there and start to rebuild a team. Obviously, there's only three players contracted for next year at this point in time, so it needs to happen quickly and they need to
1: move quickly. So what was the biggest frustration that couldn't be fixed, Simon? I think it was simply myself. Um, just not...
0: I just wasn't enjoying it um, enough. Uh, I didn't enjoy the victories. Um, I said in the press conference, the, the game that probably really stood out for me was the the Sydney double overtime game um you know it was, a, it was an, an amazing event and i definitely felt that um but once the game was over um you know it was a double overtime win um in front of an amazing crowd um my mind was really i did enjoy it it was really just about okay we've just lost um gary brown we've just lost ryan Brockoff, um trey cal just got injured and also <laughs> joe cheese um gonna be flying home on a plane in 24 hours um, to go tend to some family issues. And and in driving back home from Terrell, I was just like, you know, I've got to find a way to, to, to make these wins enjoyable. Um, but it didn't really happen for me. Um, and it wasn't happening throughout the years. Like the losses still sting. They still hurt. The wins were just like, eh, okay, what's next, next game. And, and I think when you get to that point, it's, um, you know, it's just it, at some point that's going to seep through in your day-to-day demeanour. Um, and I didn't want that to happen. So um, toughed out the season, tried to push all those feelings aside, um, but shared those thoughts with Tommy. And um, yeah, I think it's time for someone with some fresh ideas and some fresh energy to come in.
1: You had to start a new franchise from scratch. Uh, new teams coming in in various sports and various competitions around Australia and around the world. There's a chance to get it right or get it wrong. You guys seem to get it right. Um, what was the key in getting it as right as you got it?
0: Um Oh, it's a lot of hard work. It was, um, you know, the sleeves were up the whole time. And and, and just, I think, for, for myself and Tommy um, and, and the other people involved in the organisation, it was just a, making sure you, you had a real connection to the southeast, um, and that you kept those people in mind, you kept your fans in mind, that uh, what's the brand of basketball they want to see, um, and just just making sure that those foundations were strong and built. Now, we had our challenges, obviously COVID, um, you know, for two years interrupted the seasons and, you know, our ability to get out to the public and, and, to, and to build um, on those relationships um, was stalled. But it's uh, I feel like we hit the ground running again towards the end of last year with that. And uh, again, I thought that solidified this year and I think the crowd numbers showed that um but you know it's it's really important' it's, you've got to be engaging with your with your community um, because we are the southeast Melbourne Phoenix and um, you know we are bound by geography and um, it is the heartland of basketball um, a lot of great minds uh, and a lot of passion in those areas so um, it's it's something that you have to engage
1: so Larry and his team are thinking about expansion is there room in Melbourne or Victoria for a third do you think
0: um I think at some stage I mean this is I mean some some people up north like to call themselves the Hoops Capital but I mean Yep. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> the home of basketball is Victoria. Um, you know, twenty five percent of Australia's participants are just in the southeast, not the states, but Australia's participants are in the southeast of Melbourne. Um, and we see these 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 communities growing um, across other parts of the state, and basketballs taking a big a big part of that. Um, I, I think if there was a team out in the north or on or, or the west, even, um, or maybe even a little bit towards country Victoria, I think you know down the peninsula. Uh, not sorry, not furniture, but uh, down down along the way. Um, I, I think there would be there's room for imp- uh, for expansion. Um, it's going to happen um, at some stage. Uh, just the way the sport's growing. So, yeah, I think uh, people just need to get their head around that it, it is going to happen at some stage.
1: And it's a privately owned league where being entertaining is something that is demanded because it's the entertainment business you're in. But you're also as a coach in the business of winning games. And we know that in most sports, especially in basketball, having a great defence is a key. But you can't just keep a team under 50 and try and score 55 yourself in the NBL. You have to be high-scoring. How is that? It's a tricky paradox for a coach.
0: Uh, It is, but it's not as well. You can still be entertaining. with, And I think we've seen that down in Tasmania with uh, the way that the... um, The Jack Jumpers have come into the the league. Um, You know, they're not a high-scoring team. They're a low-possession team. But their ball movement's fun to watch, and their toughness at the defensive end is also entertaining. And they've built themselves a wonderful niche down there in Tasmania. Um, I think you can try and do both sides of the ball there and, and build that um but yeah look it certainly it needs to be an entertaining brand um especially in the Melbourne marketplace because you know there's already two teams here um and you know they're very uh distinct in the way they go about it um, and I think that's great for you know for for fans of basketball, you get to see multiple versions of the sport, but also just when they cl- come together, you know you're going to get a good contest. And and uh, yeah, look, I think that the sport continues to grow, the NBL continues to grow, um, the entertainment aspect is huge, and uh, the media side is, is continuing to grow as well.
1: And uh, no doubt you've spoken to Larry Kesselman and Jeremy Melolega since uh, handing in your. Your keys to the coaching of South East Melbourne Phoenix. What did you tell them? Did they ask for any advice?
0: <laughs> no, I actually haven't. We, I, I got a message from Larry last night. was wonderful. Um, he's a very good man, and I, I, I've been trying to muscle my way through all these well wishes and messages over the, you know, the last twelve hours. and um I've, I've sent him back a message, but I'll catch up with Larry at some stage. And I haven't I haven't heard – well, I don't know if I've heard from Jeremy yet. I've still got a lot of messages to get through, but um, I'll catch up with him. But, yeah, wonderful people who are in control of our sport, um, genuine carers. Uh, you know, Larry was one of the first people to, to reach out to me. And, and we kept this, this decision um, under wraps. Um, And so I'm not sure if either of those guys were aware um, of my decision prior to our announcement, but um, we wanted to keep it under wraps and and be able to present that in um, in the way we wanted. And um, yeah, but I'll I'll catch up with the both of them. They're both good, great people, and great ambassadors of our sport.
1: What's the key then for the continued growth? They obviously want a new broadcast deal that allows more free-to-air games and maybe a a Thursday night or a Friday night or a Saturday night free to wear game what's the key I was talking to um, Liam Santa Maria not long ago and off the record but we're talking about young talent coming from overseas as being a big key and he's in charge of the, the young talent pathway or part of the young talent pathway is what his brief is now outside of his commentary what's what's a key for you to think that the NBL can take the next step to get 15 20% better
0: yeah look it's grown so quickly um you know and there's been no real plateau in this growth so it's it's really important that the league continues to 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 grow um obviously at some stage it'd be it'd be great to have that free to wear every game um but that's really difficult it's a very very competitive market um and like even with the different media um, outlets now and the streaming of games and all those things it's it's. I'm not really across at all. I've been so busy with my head in front of a computer and doing the coaching side. I and I've got Foxtel, so I just watch all the games on that. But um, I mean, that that's got to be the ambitions of the league to get every game on free to air. Um, and and once that happens, like the product is so strong, um, it's just going to continue to grow. Um, there's certain areas of the game which I think still need a little tidying up, um, which will help with this presentation. Um, but yeah, I feel like for the most part, the talent's there. Liam's role in bringing in the, the, the next stars is, um, you know, that's probably, if, if anything, we've still got the young kid down in, in New Zealand. But it, it may be an area where perhaps this season it dropped off. Um, but getting that, you know, there's the challenges of the NCAA and, and the fact that those schools are now paying players and, and that makes it really difficult, I guess, or extra competitive to try and get those kids into the country. But we've got really good leaders. Jeremy Laleigh, you know, set the standard with, the, with, with, that, um, with that program and I'm sure he's well ahead of the, uh, the, the ball on that one and uh, we'll have some great ideas for next season bringing in that overseas talent.
1: You've never been one to bag or ride the refs in-game. You've mentioned a couple of things in the game itself that could be fixed up. Um, is officiating something that could get better?
0: Um Oh look, I think it's an area that the league would look at and say we, we, we'd love to get a little bit more consistent. But I, I mean, that's kind, kind of every sport. Like, you know, I grew up an AFL man and was bagging the umpires by the age of four. You know, as soon as you could utter a sentence, you were bagging an umpire. Yeah. So it's uh, it's a bit of, it's a bit of a cultural thing there. And um, look, but it's it's an area where I, I think um, it certainly has its challenges. You know, like at the moment, it's not a fully professional um, uh, role. Being a referee, it is for just a small hand uh, couple, but uh, but not for for the whole of the list. So you know, potentially that could be an area where it, that looks to expand. Having said that, it could be the importing of referees as well. Um, you know, who can come and share their ideas and how they officiate games, and um, you know, there could be various ways. But to be honest, um, I'll leave that to Scott Butler and, and the league to sort of figure out how they want to improve their department. Um, that's 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 their mark I mean my, my jobs well my job was to, to win games not worry about them too much
1: Kings or New Zealand
0: Kings and New Zealand look it's going to be a good series um, look I, I think if, if if the breakers can remain healthy I, I think they can they can uh, cause a little upset here Um I just, I just hope Barry Brown can can stay healthy for the series because I think we're going to see a, a five gamer.
1: Who will you barrack for then? Um, oh, Collingwood. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, to be honest, mate. Uh, look, once our season's over against Perth, I have not been able to draw myself back in to, to, to watch a game um, just yet. I've been watching the WNBL games, uh, a little bit of. Uh, College basketball, but uh, I just wasn't quite ready to to throw myself back into the NBL. Um, I think I'll sit down and watch this series, though. Um, but yeah, look, um, barracking. Uh, I don't know, mate. I'll be barracking for whoever's down in the series to get back up and extend it. I think, and that's and that's about where it lays. I I don't know if I can barrack against an Australian team, but I'm I'm sure as hell I know I'm not barracking for the Kings either. So. <laughs> Oh, I don't know, mate. I just hope for a good series. How's
1: that? We got, we got there eventually. I just wanted to find out if you were barracking for the Kings and the answer was no. Um, great to have you, Simon. Congratulations on what you've done. You've had a brilliant career with South East Melbourne Phoenix and uh, you're going to have a brilliant career wherever you go next. So thanks for being so kind of this program. We'll talk soon. No
0: worries, time. Thanks for that, mate.
1: Simon Mitchell joining us. South East Melbourne Phoenix outgoing coach. They're in the market for a new coach. Your calls on that and anything else you'd like to talk about for Midday Matters to continue after the break. one 736 736 the open line. Brought to us by Werribee Kia, awarded National Kia Car Dealer of the Year. Werribee Kia makes buying cars easy.